0: 10, 9, ignition sequence starts, 6. Hello, and welcome to Rocket Fuel, your daily update of everything that's happening in the Rocket Pool community. My name is Wack Wack Attack, today is March 17th, and oh my god, a whole lot of stuff's happened in the last couple of days since I've not been here. So the first thing that happened is, um, as I said on Wednesday's episode, is that, you know, we'll have the all core devs call on Thursday and it's very likely we will get uh, Shanghai Day during that. Well, um, Tim Baiko released a tweet yesterday morning saying um, block 6,209,536, date April 12th and time 10,2735 p.m. UTC. So what does that mean? Um, Beacon Chain was uh, kind enough to translate that for us. They said the Ethereum main chain will undergo the Shanghai hard fork at slot six two zero nine five three six, which is April twelfth, um, two thousand three. Um, uh, sorry, <laughs> two thousand twenty three. <laughs> Get live slot visualization on the Beacon Chain front page for this highly anticipated hard fork. Link goes to slot. So the link goes to, and then it shows you the their the, uh, slot that will take you there. So what does that mean? Um, that means the Rocket Pool community and the uh, the team um, had this Twitter space that was um, that went out last night, and it's already been listened eight thousand times. Um, the uh, Twitter account here says, "Tune in to the first of two recorded uh, spaces to hear all about the imminent Atlas upgrade, and learn how reducing Mini Pool ETH requirements to just eight, and how the, how to effortlessly migrate convert thirty two ETH solo validators." after the shanghai hard fork so they had some technical difficulties with this recording um and then they moved to the discord channel where you could take part and then that was also recorded and put on youtube so you can um you can go check it out so um that was that's really cool so in this call um, it was set up kind of like a town hall so there were um ken was asking the questions and then a whole bunch of people were um uh, sorry, um, Langers mostly was giving you information and then they are also taking um, questions from um, people in trading pretty much and um, it covered, let me see if I can get the agenda, yeah it's right here, okay so um, give me one second, I really should have had this opened from before but um, there was uh, lots and lots of stuff that was covered in, in this uh, town hall um, and I can start telling you about it now so it was um, in the beginning they talked about like um, what's happening on Goli and then on mainnet and then um, what settings will be changed before Atlas, um, how will new LEBs form, how they work, um, the conversion from 16 to 8, um, how skimming getting partial rewards will work. Getting full rewards. Um, how does it work to exit the mini pool? Volu- uh, sorry, your mini pools voluntarily, um, and what the process for that is. <coughs> sorry, I should have pressed mute. Um, yeah, and then um, what what will happen with um, solo staker migration, and what's going to happen with our ETH holders, um, and you know their share of withdrawals. So there were some really good questions that were asked during that. Um, And we can get some information here from Joe, who was giving updates on, like, what's going on. So he says, um, the Atlas on Goalie... um So we know that version 1.9.0 is already on Gurley, so you can start like playing around with some things there. However, the Atlas contracts have not been published to Gurley yet. Those will go out on Monday, um, so Pateris and Joe can start to test um, the version 5 of the rewards tree um, post-Shanghai pre-Atlas. And then um, post the, yeah... And then the atlas is going to land right after Chappelle on mainnet i'll get through to giving you some more information about that and then um um a35u said can we not launch before and joe says we can but it's not safe enough um and then um a35u says i'm not i'm still unclear on what exactly is unsafe and joe says that the team they want uh four weeks and i guess the community uh, wants four weeks of testing version tree rewards tree um, on mainnet post atlas just to make sure that it's all running smoothly and everything is going well uh, because they can make the tweaks to the contracts if they need to and then um joe says that means we either launch atlas today or we wait until after april 13th so april 13th of course is when the next rewards day is it happens to be um, a matter of hours after um the main net a main goes undergoes the hard fork i think six or seven hours later something like that and then um <laughs> lee says pull the trigger today um a35u says launch it and joe was laughing they're not going to launch it um so the official uh release date for atlas will be on monday um however um like i'll come back to that joe's little bit of um he says version 1.9 uh, will be released for mainnet on March 27th or thereabouts. He says pending on Chappella compatible client releases. Because of course they want everything to be um, as easy as possible for node operators to be ready for the hard fork. Not like during the merge where, you know, every day we have to do like um, smart node updates. And then A35U says when are the order reports? Um, and then that information will be made clear in the next couple of weeks. And then Joe gives more points C A says five. Um, as coordinated with the team earlier, the order is going to have one week to update to 1.9 when it's out. Um, April 3rd, that's when they're going to make changes to the deposit pool and the collateral rate and stuff. That's what we were talking about on Wednesday's episode. And he says around the same time, new balance reporting implementation goes live. And also around the same time, transition to RPL TWAP. Um, that's time weighted average price. So they're going to change the way the um, contracts calculate the RPL price, I think I think that's what that means. Um and this is around the same time the proposal to Atlas update Atlas goes live, so they have to have a seven day wait before it can be voted on. Um so they'll put that vote through and then the uh ODA will vote on on the change to the contract. And you know, we think it's going to be a formality basically. So they should do that within a day or two and then everything will be set. And then um Joe had some more information as well. Um uh, Sneaky said, uh, "When is smart the smart node going to be updated to allow sixteen to eight um, LEB migrations? Smart node is going to need another update after skimming becomes available, or no?" And then um, Joe says, "Technically, version one point nine will allow it, but there's a PDAO setting to enable it, so they'll trigger after one round of skimming is done." Um, and that I'm going to give you an update on that as well, because that's slightly um, incorrect. But um, then Joe has some more information. And he says. Um, CD are still, less Consensus Diligence. So the audit are still doing their fixed checks. Once they give us their final report, we'll release everything. Worst case is probably sometime next week. Um, so that's really great. Um, and this is once they're released, Immune gets updated to accept bug reports for Atlas. So they're not currently accepting bug, bug reports for Atlas. Um, so that will be coming very soon as well. Um, and yeah, those were all the updates from Joe. Um and give a listen to the uh the town hall to get um much more detail on on some of those uh things yeah so this um this information here that's incorrect so let's get the correct information um joe says that um uh, kane confirmed the flag uh, to enable bond reductions will be enabled on launch cuz the begin slash scrub period can handle the skims. so the idea is that um um The conversion will be um set at launch and then you'll put the scrub period you can like get your um get your stuff and then joe says yeah i says um joe says oh but i thought they wanted to wait to enable them i guess not so um yeah that that you'll be able to start the process pretty much right away and then um Joe says, the command line interface requires you to have enough RPL staked to cover the bond reduction during bond begin bond reduce. It yells at you if you don't. Um, if you barely have enough and then RPL drops during the reduction check, you have to top it up again for the bond reduction to take effect. So um, that you have to definitely keep that in mind as well. And then Kane says, if you submit your balance with the conversion as 32, it'll be fine. You'll only get scrubbed if your beacon balance drops below whatever you claim it will be Um, and Joe says you can go down to 31.999 beacon plus mini pool balance before you get scrubbed if you submit with 32 so don't be offline during a sync committee Um, so yeah um, there was some really good information there as well and then like I said uh, Joe says that the official release is going to be announced on Monday the unofficial date is right after the rewards interval on the 13th of april so let me give you a little bit of timeline of how this might go um of course it's just my speculation so um ethereum will minnet will undergo shanghai at um 10 p.m or whatever it is um on the 12th and that's the utc then the rocket pool will um have their month like the monthly rewards on i think 5 a.m no 6, 6. thirty five a.m on the 13th. Um, Then the order will calculate their rewards tree. Um, So I think all of that will happen within normally a couple of hours. So I presume that Atlas will go live at some point during the early hours, like late morning um, UTC. So maybe around, I want to say, 10, 11 a.m. UTC, maybe. Somewhere around then. That's just just my guess. Um, I don't know if they're going to wait for the americans to wake up before they they update that information but um that means that there'll be about seven maybe eight hours maybe the maximum i think of 12 hours after shanghai goes live on um mainnet and before atlas goes live so i think that's well within you know the scope of reasonableness especially on wednesday we talked about lido not having their withdrawals ready for pretty much a month so um you know 12 hours i think is perfectly fine um i think we'll 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 still be good with that like that that should be totally okay okay and then um oh then there was uh, talking about rewards uh, the next reward cycle so this reward cycle happened on um wednesday morning um utc uh, like i said 6:45 a.m. and then um joe um there was an issue right there were not enough um, rewards trees being generated quickly enough and um, um, the rewards were delayed quite a lot so um, Joe gave an update uh, you know about th- three hours after the rewards were supposed to go live uh, well the the checking started he says, look like most looks like most of the Oracle DAO is reverting to their archive mode fallbacks which are slow they're making progress just slow um, and it says we've had 7 out of 9 submit so far, so because of the number of people on the ODOW number of organisation groups, people, whatever um, on the ODOW you need 9 people to submit the trees now and they had 7 of them at this point so um, they were they were not being calculated quickly enough um, and uh, different operators had different errors, so um, that was you know the monthly RPL and smoothing pool rewards so the rewards finally went through um, uh, let me see. um yeah, they were they went through around 10 hours late. Um, so there were a whole bunch of issues. So let's find out what some of the issues were. So Joe gave a TLDR. he says there are so many nodes, mini pools now that it seems like a lot of the old out nodes didn't finish doing. Um, execution their calculations before geth pruned their state so many had to revert to archive nodes which is fine that's why they're there this revealed some archive node misconfiguration with people again and for those who were using alchemy alchemy timed out in the middle of the tree gen which bricked the whole thing obviously low-hanging fruit is to use version 5 for the next interval which snapshots the entire network state at the start in like 20 seconds so I will see if there's appetite for that terrace and i have already tested it on mainnet redstone and it looks good but we now have four more weeks to do more testing so that is um rewards tree five and how whether they're gonna get that in time or not um i'm not sure what's going to happen for the next um rewards period but it seems like version five will be the month after that but i'm not sure (laughs) okay um and then we we had of course this was the biggest um, smoothing pool uh, period for rewards. Um, it was three hundred and seventy eight um, three hundred and seventy eight um, uh, ETH in the in the mini pool, um, which was all time high. Um, however, it didn't quite translate to um, the highest rewards because there's more um, mini pools now. To um, divide that with um oh yeah actually uh patches uh had the updated number of uh, 373.79 eth that was uh, that was the in the reward so that was really really good to see um that it was such a high amount yeah because so many people have joined the smoothing pool since the last really big one um it it doesn't work the rewards are less now than they were then so yep and then um Joe later, um, overnight, had an update about why Ken's node was giving uh, the wrong uh, route, uh, why his treat was wrong. He says, we have successfully determined why Ken's node reported the wrong Merkle route. It's not a problem with Geth. His um, beacon node wasn't in archive mode, and so it was missing the start block. That's all crisis averted so it was just a configuration issue that ken had with the rocket scientist node otherwise it would have worked worked the way it was supposed to so um there, that was the issue there as well and then um we had this um a transaction that went out yesterday from Fizz to um dr doofus and um dr deuce dr <laughs> doofus says um dr doofus was the one who won the um tree gen and uh, gave the information of of um his placements and he scored five which was which was the highest but then fizz was joking he says damn so close I hate to disqualify you but winners must guess me in the first place. Them's the rules. Um and then um yeah then that was um yeah <laughs> Doctor Doofus in Doctor Doofus fashion made a reply that you can read on the screen but i'm not going to read out loud but then fist sent the prize money to dr doofus which was really awesome to see so um the out guessing game for those of you who don't know is every rewards day uh, people guess the order in which the top nine now i guess um O'Dow members will um provide their um trees and um the person who gets the most like closest wins um the prize i think the prize is five eth uh, sorry five rpl um yeah, the prize is 5 RPL. So that's really, really nice. Um, not not bad to win a couple of hundred dollars like that. So congratulations, Dr. Doofus. Okay, and then we had um, an update that kind of came through like some of the discussions from um, the ODOW stuff um, and the rewards generation. So um, Patches started this list like a slightly different discussion. He says, um, uh, ODAO wish wishlist thread, he says, um, Um, Here's the ODOW wishlist thread. So I'm compiling compiling a list of things I wish ODOW nodes did. I'm going to use it to inform the design of a new watchtower service. I'll start. So log um, streaming to public dashboard, metric streaming to public dashboard, tree gen implementation with optional disk or memory backed cache. um, and then he says sprocket uh, preview sprocket pool preview automation official tree public mirror securely obviously um call stack and request tracing to make joe's life easier uh tree gen implementation operational separation error reporting uh, to the extent that it doesn't compromise security uh, ancillary push notification service for challenges pending vote scrubs and um non-fungible Yokum is one bit of complication. Many order members run their personal mini pools on the same node. That might make for some privacy exposure. And then Blue AVM says order node public dashboard. Um, you can have like node status, version, tree gen status, previous current tree gen status, um, and then like the security and then so this is um this is a, a nice uh, list of things. Um it seems like um, patches is going to be working on an alternative watchtower at some point. So that was very, very exciting. Um, I think you should contact the GMC for a grant for that. Okay, um, talking about the ODAU. So here there is a new proposal created for the ODAU. Um, it says Rocket Pool 1 created proposal 12, and description invite Coinbase Ventures and Unit 410 to the ODAU. So there's a transaction here. Um, like I was saying before, is you know you need to wait uh, seven days before this can start a vote. So it launched at March sixteenth. So on uh, March twenty third, the oda members will be able to vote on this proposal whether to bring Coinbase Ventures into the oda or not. I presume it will be um, a formality, and um, we'll get those votes quite quickly, which is which is really great. Um, so yeah, Coinbase Ventures are one step closer to becoming official ODA members. Um, Next, we're going to talk about um, some updates from Joe. So here we have a Goli Beacon Chain and it shows um, uh, a node here and um, their withdrawals of like, skimming rewards um, that are going through um, and um, then there's this, Rocknet has this um, saying it looks like I got swept on Goli. Um, so it says your Beacon Chain earnings are zero and your APR is minus 36%, and, like, you know, it's just kind of broken metrics here. So, what was going on? Well, we had, um, we had Joe explain that basically when when skimming happens, the Grafana dashboard is not understanding what's going on very well, and, um, it's making, it's not a withdrawal-friendly dashboard basically anymore. So um, Joe says, if anyone wants to take a stab at making a withdrawal-friendly dashboard and submit a pull request, I'm game. So if anyone wants to help Joe out with um, working on the dashboard, then Joe will be very happy with that. And then we had this other, um, with this other update during the, the atlas town hall where it's uh, joe said um the team is hiring me um some help so this was a really nice update that came out um around that um maybe it just came out right after that i'm not sure um i fell asleep on the couch <laughs> while, while listening to the uh town hall um so it's really great that um the team is expanding now i'm i'm not sure when um <laughs> when when it's going to happen but um Hopefully it will happen soon, and um, yeah, that will, that will definitely be um, good, uh, because we need more people on the team. So I'm glad that some of the burden will be lifted off Joe's shoulders, because that guy has been working way, 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 way too hard. Like 240 hours in February is just like insane, and I'm sure that he's been working just as hard in March also. Okay, next we have this update from Ether Capital, and... Um, and then uh, it says, free community tool for staking analytics. And he says, Hi, everyone, big, fools pool, big fans of Rocket Pool. My partner and I actually spun up a mini pool over the weekend. I want to introduce myself with permission from the Rocket Pool team. My name is Ashley. I work for ETH Capital. We're the first public company in the world to stake a significant amount of ETH, 36,000 ETH so far. We just launched the beta version of a dashboard used to measure staking analytics. Um, it's a free community tool that allows users to track their rewards and monitor validated performance I i.e. attestation slashings etc from one platform. The dashboard also aggregates and exports financial data related to staking operations, which makes it a lot easier to file your taxes. That's a really cool addition. He says this, this is a tool we built in-house when we first started staking It helped us big time when meeting institutional auditing and reporting requirements. Our goal is to bring more transparency to the Ethereum staking ecosystem and give users direct insight into their staking operations, which is why we intended to always have a free version of the dashboard um, for the community to use. It's currently in beta mode and we're looking for early user feedback to build out new features. We'd love for you to sign up and um, tell us what you think. Um, we'll be joining Pool on Twitter Space the next Tuesday to share more information about the dashboard in case you want to tune in. And then there's some screen caps here that you can see um, for the dashboard. Um, the, I'm sorry, the left of the screen is a bit cut off, but um, it looks really nice. Um, I've not used the dashboard myself yet, but I think that this is um, going to be a really nice tool um, for people to use. And I really like that tax calculator because I think that's something that was missing for a while. The thing that really stood out to me here is that um, they launched a mini pool over the weekend and they stake a considerable amount of ETH, 36,000 ETH. Now my alarm bells ringing, and this is complete speculation, But, um, what if they are planning on moving all their, like, they're technically like their solo stake, right? They're an institution, so their stake, what if they're thinking of moving their solo stake to, uh, Rocky Pool? That would be pretty amazing. With 36,000 ETH, they'll be able to, uh, bring up like over 100,000 RETH basically on their own, um that would be that would be pretty 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 good (laughs) so so i'm not sure exactly what is going to happen with that but um that's something that kind of piqued my interest when i was reading this um i think that's going to be um really great um so the community then they um they posted that in the in the community as well and um talking about um their tool and what they're doing so definitely go and check that out the links are in the description and then we had um this person from Luganorts says um talking to um to um Dave and um saying that it was a massive event for us both planning and travel wise with withdrawals and Atlas of soon. We're not going to Paris. Um it says um and then Dave uh Lugan-Ords person Davis says, um, do you have any uh, staff in Brisbane? And um Dave says, Yes, there are a few of us there and um davis says um what's the best way to get in contact i'm from luganodes and we're planning to run quite a lot of validators very soon it's much easier when time zones are similar and then maverick said hey hey i had a chat with you guys a couple of days ago um anuj i think it was and um davis says yeah the big cheese himself and uh, maverick says well i'm happy to be the point of contact for you guys um i can help to coordinate with my colleagues if and when you need more technical assistance um You can ping me at any time here on Discord, Telegram, email. And then uh, David says, yeah, sweet, sounds good. I'll be back in touch in the next few days, most likely. So that's a nice little snippet of an interesting conversation there from the Luganodes people. And um, maybe if uh, they really like this idea of um, we're planning to run quite a lot of validators very soon. Um, So, yeah, I'm not sure. It seems like there's breadcrumbs, right, of um, a lot of people wanting to move to Rocket Pool in... Um, in the coming days so um in the coming months maybe i really feel like we're primed for some big stuff happening right here but of course it's not financial advice i'm not telling you to make investments based on my speculation or anything like that so yeah um (laughs) so just as i'm telling you about um not um oh this is this is not nice okay so um this website here seeking alpha um had um had a report they wrote about rocket pool and um and it says uh rocket pool no rocket emojis just strung from fundamentals and big upcoming catalysts so they wrote a whole report about um what rocket pool is and what's going on and this was written by thomas dunleavy who's cfa um and they talked a lot about um like rocket is a really detailed report however i didn't make an account to sign up so i can't show you guys the whole report what i do have here is a screenshot of their price projections now some of you who are looking at the screen right now and are quite um and are quite um sharp-eyed will notice that there is um this is a familiar uh pattern and um yeah, that, I'll come back to why that might be next. But um they give a case. It says RPL has a five times upside in twenty twenty three based on multiple catalysts, and there's a twenty twenty three rocket pool price model. So this is actually one of the most um, um sh- like short to mid term price models I've seen. Most of them are slightly further out than this point, but um. Let's have a look at what it says. It says current is, our ETH supply is 206,000, um, percentage uh, of RPL staked is 41%, um, ETH staked is 16,800,000, uh, ETH percentage staked 15%, um, Rocket Pool market share is 1.66%, I think it's a bit higher than that now, um, ETH collateral per validator um, 16 and then it goes and gives a uh, average collateralization, RPL uh, collateralization requirement, and then um, it gives kind of a breakdown in RPL market cap, RPL ETH price, ETH and RPL. So they highlight their base case right here. Um, sorry, their base case right here puts us at 0.1 on the ETH ratio, the RPL ETH ratio, and an RPL price of um, 15, uh, $153.45 um in 2023 so that is a very bullish uh, price prediction right there and um, their average of their bearish conservative base optimistic bullish cases is um basically a 5x from here and 175 um 175 175 rpl price the thing that i'm find really curious here is that they're not factoring in much growth for eth price within that so it's just based on um the ETH price now, Um, so if you think ETH will go up, the main thing to here basically look at is the ETH RPL ratio, um, and they've got it as a Uh, 0.1. So that is definitely something really, really interesting to look at for their base, and 0.15 for their optimistic, and Um, 0.236 for their bullish, which is actually pretty much a 10x from where the ratio is now. Um, They're really, this is not only... Aggressive um, predictions based on uh, the time scale, uh, you know, being like short to medium time scale, but it's also very 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 bullish based on the the price, like um, the ratio that I expect. So definitely, like you know, read through the whole report, find out what they where they're getting the numbers from, how they're putting it all together. Um, the spreadsheet that I'm showing on the screen right now is linked on the screen. A screenshot of it is, is on the screen, so you can go and have a look at that as well. Um, so I said that those people might find it familiar. Uh, Marceau says, I love when people build off my valuation model, although crediting the source is also appreciated. So they basically used um, Marceau's uh, kind of numbers, like this, his structure, and then, and then use that. So Bossy said, um, Dunleavy89, what do you have to say for yourself? And Marcy says, it's all good, Bossy. Anyone who helps get the word out was on the side. The model is going to be used, adapted, etc. So maybe, you know, they could have um, uh, credited Marcy a little bit. But that's that's not, that's not besides the point, I guess, here. So, um, yeah. Next, we have some really sad news that came from Pool community member Jason B. He says, fuck... It just got hacked for close to forty thousand dollars. So what happened is um, Jason had his um, uh, wallet um, seed on Evernote, and actually let's let's uh, have a look a little bit more here about what's going on. Um, he then says, um, "I'm getting this error when trying to change the withdrawal address." Um, super stressed. Not going to lie. Uh, my node is being compromised and trying to change withdrawal before the next RPL reward. So now let me tell you what's happened, right? The full story. And this story, um, I'm making sure that I get the information just right. So I'm going to be reading out some information that Patches sent me. So he says, basically, the node operator had his withdrawal address and his node address seed phrases stored on Evernote. And this user's Evernote was then hacked. He um, says, someone got access to his Evernote, and drained his withdrawal address of funds. So that's where the original $40,000 came from. $40,000 hack. This says, then changed his withdrawal address to an address controlled by the attacker. So this is what happened, right? You have a node. You have a machine. It has um, a node key that stays on the node. You're supposed to write it down on a piece of paper, keep it safe, keep it hidden away. Um, it's a hot wallet because it needs to sign transactions. And, um, then you have a withdrawal address for your node. That's the 0x1, um, you know, signature set that um, the pools had from day one. So that means that any ETH or RPL or any token that is on your node can only be sent to one address, and that address is your withdrawal address. Jason had his node key on his um, Evernote. Now, this in itself might not have been the worst thing because there's no way to change the withdrawal address from the node key um, if you have it set from beforehand. Unless, of course, you also have your wallet key compromised at the same time, your withdrawal key compromised at the same time, which is what happened with, um, with Jason here. So he had his node key compromised and he had his withdrawal address key compromised. So then not only was the hacker able to drain his um, withdrawal wallet the hacker was also able to um, change the withdrawal address on his node so as soon as um, as soon as um, withdrawals are enabled on mainnet the hacker will be able to exit the node voluntarily and then send that eth to their own wallet instead of to Jason's wallet that was there. Because they compromised it and then they were able to sign the transaction from um, the old withdrawal address, changing the withdrawal address to their withdrawal address, and address that they control. So Jason basically got Yeah, really, really, like, really bad stuff happened here. So Patches goes on to say, it's critical to mention that the withdrawal address itself was Metamask and the seed was stored in Evernote because node operators who use the hardware wallet as their withdrawal address are safe, assuming they haven't stored their seed phrase on the computer or in the cloud. And Patches is also worth mentioning that if any of your viewers have stored their withdrawal address seeds in the cloud and don't own a hardware wallet, now is the time to buy one. And while it ships, they should enable 2FA on all their accounts. The node keys will be hot anyway. So um, yeah, um, this is horrible that this happened to Jason. He lost all the crypto that was in his withdrawal address. His node has been compromised in such a way that there's I don't think any way that he can recover um, recover from this. Um, it's just, it's really, really horrible for Jason. So, I'm sorry, Jason. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, moving on. Sorry. Um, is this um, information from Coinbase ab- about unstaking the official unstaking path for CB ETH of course you know you can just sell your CB ETH but some people didn't get CB ETH for their staked ETH so it says uh, Coinbase unstaking news um Ethereum's Chappella upgrade is almost here the upgrade will enable unstaking for the first time since ETH staking was introduced in December 2020 and here's what you need to know and then there's a screen capture it says If you'd like to unstake, Coinbase will begin taking unstaking requests about 24 hours. The upgrade completes. All unstaking requests are processed on chain and will pass the unstaked funds and staking rewards to you once released by the Ethereum protocol. So I'm really happy with this that, you know, Coinbase are getting everything set up really quickly and um, it's, it's all ready to go. So that's fantastic. So, um... Now I want to kind of tie this up with the Atlas news that came in earlier. So one of the things I was talking about before is that we needed to make sure that um, Atlas was live at Shanghai slash Capella, or, or whatever you want to call it, um, because we needed to make sure that the we needed to make sure that we could accept people migrating. But thankfully, two of the biggest staking services out there will not be will be ready after we are ready. So that kind of removes some of that pressure and i think that's really wonderful so um on that note i'm going to end today's episode i hope you all have a lovely weekend and i will be in touch with you all um on monday next week so see you then bye